listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you may have heard an episode we did earlier this year with Dwayne Larson, a Winnipeg concert photographer who also blogs about music on It's a Music Thing. Dwayne does a lot of great interviews with touring bands, so we're teaming up with him to present some of those on our show in the future, and uh, hopefully he'll be involved in some regular episodes and other Witch Police projects going forward. To kick off his contributions to the podcast, here's an interview he did with Ryan Dahl of Limlifter when they were in town for a show at The Handsome Daughter last month. They talk about Limlifter's new album, the band's longevity, Ryan's other projects like Age of Electric and Mounties, and a lot more. If you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, head over to witchpolice.com for the full archive of almost 200 episodes, or tune in Sunday nights at midnight on 101.5 in Winnipeg or umfm.com. You can find Dwayne's work at itsamusicthing.com. And we're putting another big mix-up show on at the Park Theatre on August 29th, and we hope to see you all out there.
sitting here with Ryan from Limblifter, from Age of Electric, from Mounties, from anything. I've been in some other bands. I've helped yeah. out in some other bands. Yeah. Um, so how's it how's it going today? Great. Yeah. Um, Watched Amazing Storm last night in Winnipeg. Yeah, it was yeah it was crazy here last last night and I think a few other ones have have rolled through. But yesterday was yeah. really crazy. Yeah, I watched a storm in Saskatchewan yesterday, mm-hmm. and now watched one last night. It's always entertaining. It is, especially if show. you're, you know, nice and safe and, yeah. you know, not not out in the elements in a tent or something like that. Although I saw some people riding their bikes yesterday in Winnipeg. Wow, it was com- sheets of rain coming yeah. down, and they looked like they were having a good time. It was kind of it, exhilarating. It was warm out. Yeah, it was, it was, it almost felt like you could cut the humidity with a knife like you could almost outside. see the wizard of oz come down and the the tornado come down and sweep somebody up on their bicycle yo yeah <laughs> yeah for sure it was i was kind of hoping i was sort of hoping that i'd get to ride home through the rain right but not because it was so hot i just wanted to cool off because we don't right. have air conditioning in our house oh wow. so it was it was a warm one yesterday yeah it house. was yeah um, so, uh, just a little backstory. Uh, you and your brother started Limb Lifter back in 96, um, as kind of a side project to the other band you were in, Age of Electric. Yep. Um, put out an album in 96, 2000, and now the newest one, Pacific Milk, in 2015. Um, kind of what, what have you guys, I mean, there's, I know there's been like a lot of gaps in between all that, mm-hmm. but you've definitely been busy with, you know, like you said, the the other bands you've been in, you did some uh, some producing mm-hmm. of uh, the Hot Hot Heat album. Yep. Um, so kind of, I guess, would have especially between 2000 and 2015, why the kind of 15 year lull? Uh, I, I guess I kind of gravitated towards the studio. I, you know, we were on the road for a long time with mm-hmm. Age of Electric, and um, my opportunity sort of led me towards the studio. You know, with Age of Electric, I was always obsessed with the uh, recording aspect mm-hmm. so I kind of slowly amassed a lot of equipment and over the years and sooner or later I was mastering records and producing and engineering records so that's kind of where the things led me mm-hmm. and so I guess I haven't put out as much music of my own because I've been working on other people's records yeah and I imagine that's a little more not lucrative to do but I mean at least it's kind of you know, a more steady paycheck than a touring band possibly can can get. I mean, if I was doing this for money, I probably would not be doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I would have been doing things in a different way. I think when you're doing it for money, you're sort of working towards pop music and things like that. Yeah. I, I've always just done what I wanted to do. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not kind of driven by money or, you know, what's more lucrative. I've sort of just... What am I capable of doing? What do I like doing? And, and you know, I'm, I have the habit of getting good at something and then moving on to another interest. Yeah. Which, to me, just makes life interesting. So, I don't know. And I guess I could have I could have played my cards different and, and been more uh, driven by the dollar, but I, I, I've sort of just done it, done what I wanted. And I guess it kind of makes it more enjoyable when you're not, because I do, I do the same thing, because I do a lot of uh, concert photography. I don't get paid anything for that, but I love doing it because it's music has always been a passion of mine, and I don't play anything not well or that I want to admit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. So just doing it, like doing it because you love it, and you know, making money on the side is always a bonus. Yeah, I don't really define things. You know, I don't know what I don't know what I love. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I just 
just follow my gut every morning I get up and try to be as useful as I can. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm the kind of guy that will do anything on the job site, you know. If, yeah. If it's a, it's a small job, if it's a cleanup job, if it's a running job, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do the, the, the biggest job or the most visionary job if needs be, you know. But I just want to get things done and, and help other people and be a part of a team of people. Because really, music is about a lot of people usually. It's not just about yourself. And mm-hmm. I think when you're younger, maybe is, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to kind of get your ground as a, as a, artist or whatever you're trying to do you're trying to push your agenda but yeah as i as i grew i, I sort of you know being in age of electric it kind of taught me how to be part of a team and mm-hmm. and they were really supportive my my older brother and 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 the other older brother they were really everyone was really supportive of me writing songs and and uh, i think it was a real team mentality a real pack mentality so you know although that band broke up kind of before it should have mm-hmm. it still is a kind of a thing to me that was a really great relationship with people that you know everybody kind of respected and trusted one another and and really kind of pushed each other to do better so i, yeah. I come from that mentality when, didn't you guys just do a little a little tour mm-hmm. through here I, I remember seeing it and i've shot because you guys were at the the burt here in winnipeg yeah um so are you guys planning is like age of electric was, it was that our just least kind of a attendant show actually the one in winnipeg we were kind of surprised we thought that there would be a lot more people here f- yeah. for 18 years but Calgary we've already played twice and and we we played Regina and we played Vancouver and they were spectacular mm-hmm. shows so yeah Winnipeg's a weird kind of scene like it almost seems like people have to be told to go mm-hmm. to shows and that it's worth going to see well there's a lot of information coming at you mm-hmm. in in any 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 location you know now at times so it, it's probably difficult to find out what's going on but but we weren't disappointed with the show. We loved the people that came out. They were so excited and energetic, so yeah. we were happy with it. And it's hard to fill a theater up, especially after 18 years and not releasing any material. So yeah. we weren't disappointed, disappointed. We were just sort of like, oh, okay. But, um, you know, we love Winnipeg. We so, I, I used to live here. Kurt my, bro- Kurt, my brother, and I used to live here in a long time ago when we were kids. Oh, okay. So for a year. But we grew up in Regina, so we're really pretty close to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lived, well, I've lived in both as well. I've mm-hmm. lived in Regina. I went to uh, the U of R. Wait, yeah, yeah. that's right, the U of R right, for yeah. a little bit. And then I moved here, and it's just, I had friends that always lived, or that have lived here for years, and mm-hmm. the first time I came up here, I'm like, this is home. Like, this is what home feels like. And, I mean, I still love going to Regina. I'm actually going this next weekend to mm-hmm. shoot a wedding. Um, so, yeah, Regina definitely holds a Near we're also playing Minidosa uh, Festival as well. Oh, like so the with with our late with uh, Age of Electric. We're right before Our Lady Peace. On, oh, okay. on this Minidosa show coming. Awesome. Up. So that's in about a week. So we do uh, with Limlifter. We do Gateway tomorrow night mm-hmm. in Saskatchewan. Then we play Saskatoon. Then we're taking a few days at Megan and I, the bass player in Limlifter. We own a cabin in Saskatchewan. So oh, okay. So we're going there for a few days. Um, and uh, some of the band will stay with us, and then we're going to do these couple of Age of Electric shows as well. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you, like I said, you, you released the self-titled Limb Lifter in 96. Yeah. The newest one, Pacific Milk, in 2015. Mm-hmm. That's a big span of growing up, learning stuff. How, kind of looking back, how do you see, how have you progressed? Is not so much a person, but like a songwriter especially, from those two albums. I don't really look back. I don't really compare. I just want to be able to d- still do it, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's as much difference. There's it's pretty even playing field from when you're the age 21 to you know 51. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's much difference. 
I mean, you have more energy when you're a kid, and sometimes you can you can kind of push harder at at certain things. You know, writing and recording can can be done in longer spans of time. But I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to answer that. It's it's kind of a tough one because uh, all I want to do is be able to keep on writing songs. And in, if you compare them to old songs, are they better or worse? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I like them just as much. So. So, but it's difficult. I mean, I, I can look at my back catalog and kind of be happy with, there's some great songs there, I think. I had a couple of others, you know. You know, I listen to other people's songs, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I wish I wrote that one. But, yeah, but um, I'm I'm not ashamed of my back catalog. No. So, so I'm, and I'm not ashamed of what I'm doing right now. It's, you know, you have to really work at at staying relevant and staying to yourself, you know. And then I think other everybody else will figure it's relevant if you do. Mm-hmm. So, and I have been really happy about that aspect is that people do consider us still relevant, and that's cool. I actually met you once before. Oh, okay. Um, it was uh, when you guys came through with Mounties. Okay. I was the, uh, we did an interview with you on the tour bus, and I was the yeah, right. I was the camera guy. Right. I wasn't asking the questions, the ball okay, guy yeah, asking yeah. the questions. Okay. Um, but how did you, Steve, and Hawksley all kind of come together and form Mounties, essentially? Um, it, 
it grew out just of a, out of a respect for one another. You know, when you meet people that you've always listened to and always respected, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've always really dug Hoxley's stuff, and I loved Hot Hot Heat. Mm-hmm. And um, Hoxley would always say really nice things about us in the press. Like he said that Ariel vs. Lotus was his favorite song at one point. And, and so when we finally met, when I, I was working on a Hot Hot Heat record, not this last one that just came out, but the one before that, and uh, they were playing... Uh, a show at CBC. We went to the CBC and actually it was a Gian Gameshi show. They were both playing and so I met Hoxie for the first time and, and we all hung out till late in the evening and, mm-hmm. and we were like, we're going to start a band, we're going to start a band. But, you know, you hear that a lot from yeah. people when you meet people that you respect. It's like, oh, we should start a band, you know. Yeah. But we don't believe it. But Hoxley, he's one of those guys. He's When he sets his mind to something, he makes it happen and he put it in the calendar about a year later. He flew out to Vancouver and we started writing and recording I Steve and I both thought oh we're just writing and recording for someone else's record or mm. you know we'll sell these songs or or um, it'll be Hoxley's record or whatever but within about three days he was like no no we're a band <laughs> we're a band he kept on saying it and it's like sooner or later we agreed okay we're a band what I, how was it because I mean I've I've only I think met Hoxley the one time uh-huh. and I've been a really big fan of his work I yep. mean it gets he had like the kind of folky stuff and then he gets the weird electronic stuff and then I think he's kind of coming back around full circle to not not folk but a little more rock but he seems like he would be kind of a take charge kind of guy mm-hmm. how was it writing have you heard him? Old Cheetah yeah, yeah yeah Old Cheetah's an incredible record yeah and Steve produced that with him so and I played on a few songs as, as well so um, uh, it's I think one of his best records in mm-hmm. some ways you know there's He's got so many great records, so many great songs. He's got a massive catalog. And just being around him, you learn all the time. You just learn how things happen instantly. And and same with Steve. I don't know if I've ever met two songwriters that create quicker and more efficiently than those guys. So, you know, for me, I kind of take the role of making sure that the mics are always on, you know, (laughs) and just capturing as much as I can, you know. Because, you know, I've written a lot of spontaneous songs, you know, where everything comes at once. And, you know, I've always been looking for those moments where the sky opens up and, you know, a flash of lightning comes down and yeah. you're able to do that. But um, but seeing those guys, they, they can do it. And it seems like they can just press a switch and, and, and it, it happens. It just turns it on. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to witness. Just to put your eyes 
circle Why is it so quiet when my heart is like a circle? Just when you think it doesn't mean a thing You see the clouds are clearing So you guys, it's been a while since you've like kind of, I guess, toured consistently. And you, like you said, you're playing the three shows here, well, mm -hmm. four shows technically, because you're mm -hmm. doing the first show sold out so fast here in Winnipeg mm -hmm. that you added an early show. Um, and then you're playing Ben Goff in Saskatchewan, the mm -hmm. uh, the Gateway Festival, yep. which I've always wanted to go because just that lineup is wonderfully eclectic yeah. and weird. And I, I think I know the guy that like had spearheads that whole thing. I think Mike Dawson. Is. Yeah, Dawson. Yeah, yeah, he's a great dude. He's yeah. an awesome guy. His band. He, uh, was... Yeah, he's in Library Voices, yeah. which is an amazing band. And he also was in Raw Raw at the beginning. He was. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's kind of one of the uh, guys that formed Raw Raw. Yeah. So he's an incredible, helpful, and facilitating guy. Mm -hmm. He put on a couple of shows for us, like helped helped us with shows, and he's just a great dude. Yeah, we quote-unquote, grew up together. Oh, in, did you? Because uh, we're both from Estevan. Oh, okay, wow. So I've, I've known him since 3-on-1, mm. um, which was, I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not, but if you get a chance to ever talk to him, it's it was his, like, I think one of his first bands, and it's, like, okay. bad punk rock. Like, okay. I've, I've still got the CD. It's cool. it's wonderful. It, uh -huh. it, it takes me back to, a you know, a certain time in my life. Yeah. Um, and then Filmmaker, and then, yeah, Library Voices, which have mm -hmm. gone on to do really great things. Um, how do you feel about playing two shows in one night? Love that's, it. Yeah, I love cause that. Because that's like... Because to me, it's not enough, usually, when when we play. You just kind of get going, and you have to stop. I mean, we go through a lot to, to get here, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, to get out to a place like this, and to get the right equipment on the stage, and to get, you know, a guy from Toronto, and a bunch of people from Vancouver, and, and all of a sudden, be with the right equipment on the stage. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking work. It mm -hmm. costs a lot of money. And, you know, people always ask you, you know, why don't you tour more? It's like, well, unless you're releasing a record that's super successful at radio or in some sort of format, yeah. it's really fucking expensive and, and difficult to put together logistically. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm kind of beyond that point where I like paying 
paying to play, you know. So, mm-hmm. but here we are. Um, we love going to our cabin. So we had a couple of festival shows booked. So we thought we'd do. We haven't played Winnipeg for so long. Yeah. So we thought we'd do it, and uh, just for the fun of it. And so we'll see what happens tonight. It's yeah, and I mean, if if the first show sell, sells out that fast, mm-hmm. you definitely don't want to disappoint the people that can't come and see yeah. you. So yeah, just adding a second show just kind of makes sense, I guess. It's great. It's are great you, to play sold out shows. Are you going to kind of switch up? The sets at all, or is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, we will because we're only playing in about an hour the first set, so, okay, or fifty minutes or so. So uh, it will switch it up a bit. The second one might be yeah a little bit longer because you'll it have, will be yeah because you'll have I guess more time to. to and play they also with they them. also sold it out first, so we figured well yeah <laughs> <laughs> the they people, get something extra yeah the people that uh, you know went out of their way to make sure they got a ticket yeah yeah um, what was I going to ask you and then you're playing Saskatoon. Yeah, on Saturday, okay. Friday we play Ben Goff. Yeah. yeah, who are are you hoping to catch out or catch any of the other bands in? Well, Sloan's in playing, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see them. Yeah, there's there's one band there that I've seen I think twice, and I really want to see mm-hmm. because they seem to play it every year, which is really weird that Dawson would book Chicks Diggit. Oh yeah, but he does. I think he's done it the last two years, and it yeah. just kills me because it's one of my favorite bands. Wow, but. I just, I mean, Ben Goff's a far haul from here to just go. I mean, yeah. it's a good festival, but I also work just about every single weekend. So, oh, yeah. Um, we might play next year with Age of Electric if Todd's not out with Slash. So, so as long as, as long as um, Guns N' Roses keeps on going, we'll, <laughs> we might play some more shows with Age of Electric next year. That that would be all right too. <laughs>
so what do you guys have? Uh, are you planning any more tours throughout the? I mean, summer's pretty hard time to tour, but like fall, are you planning to do yeah, any more? Th- we are. Um, there's some stuff in the west, and there's some stuff way out east that's in the making. But you never know. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what happens because, again, it depends on all kinds of schedules. Yeah. My recording schedule, everyone else in the band's schedules, and um, and whether or not we we can make make things make sense sometimes yeah. flying across the country can be super expensive and logistically it can be difficult so. and you said you have a uh, a cabin out in Saskatchewan yeah how often do you guys get out there because I mean you live in Van- Vancouver yeah I go That's... about three times a year okay yeah where Megan usually goes about twice a year okay so. Yeah. And just kind of a, a getaway, just kind of... It's basically a work away for me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I Because I'm, I've just worked on it, essentially. I re-shingled the whole thing. It's about 100 years old. So, oh, okay. So I re-shingled it all by hand, and I, I re-roofed it, and just I'm always fixing it. So it's yeah. kind of like a, a getaway, meditate, and work on something I'm not really that great at, which mm-hmm. is carpentry. But so, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's fun to like it is. do it, screw it up, and be like... Yeah. All right, I'll do this again next year. I get to see old friends, and I just get to, like, breathe the prairie air. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from there, and I just have to go back all the time. I, yeah. I feel like where I live is beautiful. I live in Vancouver in an incredible place, and we get to go to the Gulf Islands. We get to go all around the West Coast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking incredible. Like, you could spend your life just exploring B.C., mm-hmm. But there's something about Saskatchewan that I, I miss. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't think people get it unless you've, like, lived here and you've grown up with it. And it's like, they always joke that, you know, it's, I mean, I've done the drive from here to Regina more times than I can count. And, yes, it's pretty flat and pretty boring and there's not much to look at. But I don't, I disagree. And everyone says that. I disagree. I drove it yesterday and I thought it was beautiful. Like, it's so much more lush than it used to be. Mm-hmm. The trees are way bigger than when I was a kid. Yeah. And there's nothing like cottage country in Manitoba. It's true. Cottage country in Ontario I've really been rediscovering as well because mm-hmm. Hoxley lives there, so we spend a lot of time at his studio up yeah. there and just really fallen for that area as well. But there's something about these these three months a year that we get in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's something magical about the, the nature in, 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 on the prairies. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, just having, like, people don't get it, like, the sunsets are incredible. You yeah. get, like... Storm watching. Storm watching. You get, like, a solid hour and a half of watching just this beautiful sunset and, like, nothing around you and, like... Totally. I mean, the mountains are gorgeous that way, but, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as it peaks behind the mountain, it's like done right no more uh-huh. um so i guess what do you guys have uh have coming up besides the tour are you guys working on new music and working on the mounties record right now uh, actually i left our engineer in the studio two days ago and he's just I, I got a mix yesterday of like a rough mix of what he's been working on steve's in nova scotia work mixing right now mm-hmm. the record he's help, like he's working on it as well so as soon as i get back i'm going to continue mixing as well um we've recorded a lot and we're just kind of mixing it. Uh, as far as Limelifter goes, there's a whole bunch of songs recorded that I haven't touched. We just have to get to it yeah. after this Mounties record is finished. We're kind of working on two Mounties records, so it's a lot of work. Oh, okay, yeah. And so now we've kind of hired a couple of extra engineers to just <laughs> be working on compiling everything because we, we write and record in an in a odd way in which we sort of put together songs from big jams quite often mm-hmm. you know and that we write in all different ways but that's one aspect and so it's really time consuming mm-hmm. in, in the post production part of it 
So that's what we're working on right now. And awesome. with Age of Electric, we just finished uh, four songs, and we're just not sure what we're going to do with them, but we'll probably release them soon. Awesome. So you're definitely not uh, you're not taking any quote-unquote time off. No. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. I was not going to do work on anybody else's music for a while, and then mm-hmm. Mother Mother came to me recently, and they, were, they just finished a record, and I co-wrote one song with, with Ryan for the record, and they came to me and asked me if I'd uh, record four more B-sides for them. So I did that over five days just before I left. So yeah. I've been busy up until these last couple of days. So. Yeah. And then, you know, planning shows and touring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I got a lot of help. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, taking the time to, cool. to talk to me. And yeah. I guess we'll probably see you tonight. Thanks for doing awesome. this. Awesome. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man.